focus is the fruit of hard work and hard work that comes from planning, right? So the hard work that you do in planning produces focus, right? And then we talk about clarity. Well, clarity, you can't just say, I want more clarity too. Francis says it all the time. Clarity is the greatest accelerant. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And we are honored to be with you. We hope and pray that you've had an incredible start to this year. You're listening to this and it's the beginning of 2020. We are thrilled to be a part of this next decade of being in the 20s. We had a theme going out of, coming out of 19 into 20 about having a 2020 vision. And we, we've been focusing on that in this podcast. And today we're going to be drilling into just that concept of getting really focused and how do you approach the year, and getting a little bit more detailed and granular because we know we're, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and this episode should be somewhere in the middle of January, we know that if you're catching this right when it, when it releases that this is a very critical time of the, of the year for all of us, Doc. And you know, we've talked about the theme for the year. We've talked about goal setting. We've talked about a lot of things coming out of the 2019 into 2020. Today, we're going to dive into for you a very practical, this is going to get real practical for you uh, and how you can really you know, maximize your energy effort this year. And we're going to be able to help you get some focus this year uh, by what we're about to talk about in today's episode. Yeah, as we wrapped up 2019, we get to look into 2020. And of course, you know, coining the expression 2020 vision, we're going to wring that towel out, right? So we only get to say that once in our career, right? That's the 2020 vision. And I want to make sure everybody just recognizes this just beautiful sort of double entendre around this because that implies total focus and total clarity, right? So that's what 2020 vision is, right? So you had that opportunity to vision cast into 2020 back in 2019. But here we are, guys, we're in the game. Like the, the whistle sounded, the clock started, right? So the ball went up in the air. Uh, the game's begun. You're in the game now, right? So as we go back to, we, lo- we look at that planning, preparing, executing, and assessing model that we laid out for you at the end of last year. Let's look at that. So planning, preparing, uh, executing and assessing. Here we are, like as we as we get ready for 2020. Now that we're in the game, the question is, is like how how is your readiness? How did you get ready? And you know, Doctor Pete, I've got a certain set of rituals that I do. We talked about high level on this last episode. Is like, hey, we got to have a theme for the year, right? So the theme for the year is this overriding narrative over the year. But then as we drill down here today, we get we 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 look across the landscape of this year. We see there's four quarters, right? So this is like coming down a next level of detail, starting to zoom in, if you will, just just crank that lens a little bit and start looking at things from a quarterly perspective. Here we are. It's 2020 Q1. What's Q2, Q3, Q4 look like to you? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and just put the coaching hat on for a minute, and I'm just going to repeat something that you said, Dr. Steven. And if you're listening to this, I, and you're listening, meaning you're really hearing it, total focus, total clarity is what was said. 2020, the double entendre, total focus, total clarity. I'm going to challenge you, and I'm going to ask you to write yourself a question that says this, do I have total focus, and do I have total clarity? And be honest with yourself and ask yourself, where do you not have focus in your life? Where do you not have clarity? I actually believe there is, I believe there's an opportunity. 
that we have in the year 2020, it's maybe a divine opportunity, supernatural in some way, to gain focus and clarity in your life and in your work that you've not ever had before. If you're someone who's listening to this episode and you say, you know what, Dr. P, I hear Dr. Steven saying that, and that's like, I love it, but I don't have it. I'm going to encourage you to get it this year. Not get it, meaning I, you got to go grab. I'm saying you got to get it, like get to a place, a receptive state, get to a place of listening and really thinking and get focused and get clear this year. This is the year to do it. Now is the time to do it. And I just really encourage you because what Doc Stevens is going to do is going to help you probably get there faster. So listen to what I'm going to ask him some questions of what he does. I want to go back and forth on some things I do as well, but I'm going to encourage you and challenge you that commit to total focus and total clarity this year. See what happens, but ask yourself that question. Do I have total focus? Do I have total clarity? And just ask yourself the question with an open open end and say, where do I not have that? And whatever the areas in your life where you're lacking clarity, where are the areas you're lacking focus around? At least identify them, write those areas down. The next step, once you've identified what is the area I don't have focus, then you can start one by one going after and start asking questions about that. Why do I not have focus here? Where am I off focus? And then you can start dialing into those specific areas of your business and your life. But that's a little coaching hat moment there. But I just want you to take advantage of what he just said, Doc. What you just said, Doc Steven, is just so powerful. I just don't want to move past that until for anybody and we get into like more you know what I'm saying? More work before they even did this. Part. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for, for those of you who are watching this on YouTube, you see, I just spun my hat around. So if we're going to talk about putting on the coaching hats, I'm going rally cap on this, right? <laughs> uh, because at the end of the day, nearly every single coaching client that we work with, every chiropractor, every CEO or wannabe CEO, they wrestle with two things, right? It, it shows up and manifests different ways. It's different symptoms, right? So, but it shows up different ways, uh, but it's, it comes down to these two things. It's focus, right? And clarity, right? So ultimately focus, if you, if you lack focus, then what ends up happening is you have just busyness, right? So you've got this busyness all around you. Chiropractors don't starve, they drown, right? So it's ultimately, there's so much going on, you just don't even know what to focus on. And if you don't know what to focus on, God, can you imagine what your team feels like, right? And we, and we say that focus makes the difference between busyness and productivity. Guys, that's a construct. It's a forearm tattoo. It's not just a cute expression. Listen to it. Focus is what makes the difference between busyness and productivity. You already have busyness. Your team has busyness, right? You want productivity, right? Focus is the fruit of hard work and the hard work that comes from planning, right? So the hard work that you do in planning produces focus, right? And then we talk about clarity. Well, clarity, you can't just say, I want more clarity too, right? So I know Francis says it all the time. Clarity is the greatest accelerant, right? So clarity is the greatest accelerator. If you don't have clarity, if you lack clarity, you have interference, you have friction, you have resistance, right? So that's what happens when you lack clarity, right? So clarity is the greatest accelerator or the greatest accelerant. You can't just say, okay, that's it. That's it. I'm the, this is my year. I'm going to choose clarity. It's like, you don't get to choose clarity. You can choose it as your word, but you've got to do the heavy lifting of preparation, clarity is the fruit of preparation, right? So let's go back to some of our lessons from last year. So Dr. Pete, I just wanted to spin my cap around, go rally cap on you on that one. Just know that that's like literally what it comes down to when you hear us say planning, preparing, executing, and assessing. Yeah. So planning, preparing, executing, and assessing, that's the, that is the sequence right there. But here's the thing, and this is really important. We talked about this, you know, before this episode, 
it you don't start technically with planning. You actually start with assessing. Doc, can you talk us through? And I love that. And I think we're gonna be able to unpack some things right here, right now. But as you're looking at 2020, you don't start with planning, right? You start with assessing. That's right. You assess 2019, like so, or whatever the previous year was. You've got to be able to look back. And I like to say that your back foot, you're, you've got you've got your weight on your back foot, right? The back foot is weighted right now. You're looking back at 2019 before you step into 2020. You want to look over your shoulder. You want to look at your metrics. You want to look at your original plan that you had for 2019 and say, okay, so what were my projects? What were my projections? Right? Categorically, that's how I look at the year. What are my projects? What are my projections, right? So what are my initiatives that I need to tackle? What are the things that I'm going to do? What do I want to get accomplished in order to reach my goals, my projections for the year, okay? So what were my projects that I set out to complete? What were the initiatives that I set out to launch and complete? And what were my projections? In other words, what were my targets? What were my goals? What were my metrics for the year? So do a full assessment, right? So planning, preparation, ex execution, and assessing, you do an assessment of the previous year to know, okay, so what am I current? What's my current reality? Weight that back foot before you step into the future. So you're, at, you're actually basing your planning and your preparing and your view, your goal setting for this next year based on your reality. Okay. So make sure that you have a current reality. You, you're super clear on the brutal facts of where you are right now. The brutal facts might be you crushed it last year and you had the best year ever. So you need to step up your goals, man. You need to lean into this and get aggressive, right? Let go of all those limiting beliefs and step into it, lean into it and keep that momentum going and maybe ramp yourself up and stretch yourself and scare yourself a little bit. Or you might say, actually, you know what? I set too lofty of goals and I didn't have the plan in place that was going to help me manifest those things. Or I just wasn't unreal. I was unrealistic because I didn't really have clarity over the previous year's reality, right? So wherever you are, doc, it's okay. Here we are beginning of the year. Let's look at 2020. Let's set goals that scare you and goals that you can smash. So good. So we start with assessment. So if you haven't done a thorough assessment and doc, what you're saying is, Hey, listen, transfer that weight to the back foot, go back into 2019. Let's gather the data. Don't, don't be like, well, you know what? It's too late. Let me just focus on 2020. Don't do that. Don't make that mistake. Go back into 2019, especially if you're like, it wasn't a great year. A lot of times we avoid the numbers because it wasn't a great year or it wasn't exactly what we were hoping it was going to be. We're just like, you know what? Let's just press delete and let's move forward into this year. The mature thing to do is, no, let's gather the data. I did set some goals. I did have some projections. I did have some projects. I completed some. I didn't complete them all. I completed some, but I didn't complete them the way that I wanted to. We set some goals, whatever. You have to assess that data. You have to do that for your own sake and your own sanity. You have to do that and for the sanity of the people that you work with because they need to see that from you as the leader. They need to see, hey, Doc went back. He looked over all of our, our numbers. She looked back and saw and brought this data to us as, as part of one of our board meetings as we're kicking off the year. And, and that's the mature thing to do. That's like, hey, guys, we all contributed. We all worked this past year. We all put in time, energy, focus, and money into this. And let's look at what we've accomplished. It's really important to do that for the sake of the morale of the people on your team because you're recruiting them into the new. Guess what? If you try to recruit them into your new vision and you never even close the loop on the last one, they're just going to be like, who is this person? It's just an endless, it's the song that never ends. Like, I, I, I just, we got button it up. And then we're going to put on a new shirt for next year, you know, but it's, it's like, you've got to have that change. You got to have that shift. The assess of last year is what launches you into 
proper preparation, right? I love the P, proper preparation prevents poor public performance, the six Ps. This enables you to have proper preparation and performance because you've been able to assess. So just please, let's, let's make sure we've done that. If you haven't done that, please do. If you've done it, leverage that information to recruit your team again, moving into the new year, this vision for this year, and, and using that in that in that lever- in leveraging in that way. Yeah. So as we as we look into this year and to all future years, just recognize that there's this awesome order that you can just adopt into your own planning and preparation, right? This this quarterly structure. So, you know, as chiropractors, we have a tendency to live week to week. Right. It's like it's we're I'm laughing because we all we've all done it. <laughs> we've all been there where it's like week to week. How many did we see this week or our collections this week? How many newbies? How many conversions? Right. Week to week. Chiropractors, we talk week to week, right? So, oh yeah, so you know, guys, so these five hundred, right? We all know nobody needs to know. There's no explanation. Is that five hundred a quarter? No, no, no. It means five hundred a week. Is it five hundred a month? No, he doesn't see five hundred a month. He's five hundred a week, right? So it's like we literally, as a culture, speak week to week. We think week to week. And Kairos, we live week to week. Man, it's like you had a great week. Oh yeah, well I got to get up on Monday morning. I got to bench press this place again, right? It's like starting over, man. That's such an unhealthy way to run a business, right? So I'm going to invite you, encourage you. I'm going to put you in a headlock, give you a high five, whatever it takes. You've got to start thinking like a CEO. We look at things from an annual perspective and we break it down. We bust it out by quarters. Okay. So just, I'm going to give you permission right now, like loft your view all the way out to the end of 2020 and be like, okay, so from from where I stand right now, what are the projects and what are the projections? Like, what are the projects I want to be addressing? What are the projections for, you know, uh, what, what projects want to, what do I want to be completing by the end of the year? And what are the projections that I have for where I want my business to be by the end of the year? And then you reverse engineer it, right? You back it out, right? So you're going to be able to go, okay, so barring from Jim Collins's work in Good to Great, what's the BHAG? What's the big, hairy, audacious goal at the end of the year? That's going to be your projections, right? I want to get the, I want to get to this point. And then you back into Q3, Q2, Q1. And those are your NHAGs, your next happily achievable goals. I love that, right? So reverse engineer it, tool it all the way back. So half of it's projects and half of it's projections, right? So think about Q1, these are the projects that I want to complete in Q1, or maybe this is the project. Like this is the frog I'm going to eat. This is the big frog I'm going to eat Q1. I'm going to get this done. Q2, this is the big frog I'm going to eat. This is the project I'm going to do. Q3, Q4, right? Have the big project or projects in place that you're like, man, I'm going to get super focused on that. I'm going to, I'm going to focus my team's resources. I'm going to say no to everything else. I'm going to get that thing done. And sequentially, I'm going to march right through these projects just the same way I'm building my business and sequentially mark, walking through my NHAGs. Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking right now about data-driven projects, data-driven projections because we're assessing, we're assessing, and then we're able to plan. So, let's say you want to see 10% growth in, let's say, your number of new patients that you are acquiring each and every you know, month, you know, whatever. Well, don't just come up with a number. Let's look at what 2019 was. Let's look at what 2018 was. Let's look at the data. So data-driven projections, I think, is what assessment enables you to have. Data-driven planning, data-driven projects. Like projects, those, those projects are goals. They need to be smart, right? So there needs to be very specific metrics and actionable action steps and 
you know, indication, we call them key performance indicators, the things that you know, are going to be driving that project to its completion within the context of, let's say, a quarter, there has to be very specific measurable. So that's where now we're starting to get into the data element of this, where you, if you're assessing, you're also capturing data as you go. So it's the, the ability to assess back a lot of times is, is also connected to your capacity to capture data in the midst of what you're doing. And a lot of times what people don't have, they don't have really good metrics, really good data. I love our vital signs tracking report system that we have with our Marco practice that we offer to our clients. It's just amazing, robust tool that has, will turn anybody's you know, job into a business. I'll tell you that. But the, the reality is you've got to be able to assess and track the stats that are going to be connected to your projects and your projections. And again, I'm going to go back to this doc, the recruiting of your team. It's so big to have everybody involved. Everybody's got to have a voice that's a part of this journey because it's going to take everybody to be able to get there. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, having tracking mechanisms, that's table stakes to even sit down at this game. If you want to be a CEO, you've got to recognize that it's no longer okay to be the owner operator that operates from your gut all the time. And just, you have you know, the instinct that you rely on to make decisions and what do I feel like doing? Okay. So you can get away with that as an owner operator, but I'll tell you what, you know, as well as I do, that was stressful. Okay. Uh, and it creates some level of anxiety and a restlessness. That's not a very healthy place to operate from. And, you know, frankly, to make that shift from owner operator to CEO, it's a requirement. It's table stakes, right? So especially now that you have a team of smart, capable people who want to not only help you lift it, but run out in front of you, right? So you've got to make sure that you have got metrics. I like to say it's one part gut, two part metrics, right? So, you know, who cares what I think? Let's look at what the data says, which implies you've got data, right? So you have got to have a mat- metrics tracking in place uh, so that you can measure these elements and you can have meetings with your team and discuss exactly how things are going. If you're going to set goals, if those goals are smart goals, they're going to be measurable, which implies metrics or KPIs, key performance indicators. Pete just said, uh, but you've, you've got to have a reporting system, capturing reports, and then a meeting rhythm that follows up on that. So it's assess, then it's, it's plan. So let's talk about the planning and then the preparation and then because those are the next two pieces. So once you've assessed that you're planning, we just, you just talked about that. You got your, your annual, you've got your quarterlies, you set your projections and you set your, your projects. So then the next step is that's, that's the planning, the preparation. Let's talk about that and leading into then execution. Yeah. So I like to say goals are, that's where we're going, right? Like that's our destination. Um, our plan is how we're going to get there, right? So, you know, for, for you know, it to, to, to put an order to this, you set your one-year goal, for example, which has got to, you know, you set that number based on an eye on your three to five-year goal. You back that in and be like, okay, there's my target. That's where we want to land on. That's the projection. And you come up with your numbers for Q3, Q2, Q2, Q1, et cetera. So you reverse engineered that. The projects fill in the gap, right? So you got projects and projections, projections are the numbers, projects are the things we've identified like, hey, we're going to launch the Remarkable CEO program to the world. We're going to launch the Remarkable Associate Doctor program to the world. We're going to launch Remarkable Money to the world, et cetera. Those are projects one per quarter. This is part of informing how are we going to get there, okay? So I know that this big initiative is going to launch. We're going to have to spend our time, energy, focus, and money to reach our goals. We're going to focus right here. This is what the whole team's going to rally around. So, And then, of course, once you've got your projects in place, 
you that's going to play a part in informing your marketing plan and your marketing calendar, right? So now you have the overlay of a few factors. Like we've got these initiatives that we're going to launch. And for example, in the Remarkable Practice, we have our live events, our immersions. So we've got eight live events a year. So four in the US, four in Australia. Those overlay the marketing calendar. And we know between the initiatives that we want to launch and our live events. There we go. There's the framework for the whole year. Now we've got our plan. Yeah. I mean, what you're talking about here is, is really the codification of all of this. It all lives on a, on a paper. It all lives on paper. And that marketing calendar is absolutely one key piece that brings all of this together. And, you know, we've talked about that in, in a previous episode and it came back out today. Again, today, it's interesting that that came out because all this is going to end up landing on paper. It's going to land on scorecards. It's going to land on in your, in your journals. It's going to land on the calendar. It's going to land in your meetings, on your agendas. And that's where it's going to land. So it really comes back to that. And I just wanted to close out with this, is this concept of assessing. You know, as a CEO and an owner, you know, you know how you get that feeling of uneasiness, that restless, you talked about restlessness. And when you feel that, that, that sense of uh, restlessness, that, um, you know, that uneasiness that, that you kind of can't, you're not sleeping as well. You've got this, this, you've got this tension inside of you. I'm telling you the solution for that is assess, reassess. Your gut is telling you something is off. Something is wrong. That's what you're, you said, one part gut, two part metrics. So when you're getting that sense, that sensation, we've all had it. I mean, as an owner, as a CEO, you're getting that feeling throughout the year. Now, some of you live chronically with that and that's a whole nother thing. And we love to help you get through that. But the, the idea of that, that emotional, as soon as that, that feeling of that restlessness kicks in, the solution to that is go back and reassess, go back and look at the numbers, look at your data, check in and see where everything is at. Don't just look at the bank account. That's one place to assess, but look back at your projects, look at your your goals, look at your calendar, look at your meeting, look at your trainings, look at all the things and reassess that because you're going to find the answers are going to be in there. That data, you're going to see, okay, this is why I'm feeling this way. This is where this is coming from. This is where this is, you know, this challenge, this frustration, this restlessness is coming from. This is why I haven't been sleeping at night. It's this and this right here. It could be a person, right? Could be uh, an air, one area of your business specifically. Uh, it could be, like you said, unrealistic expectations. I mean, there's all sorts of reasons why, but identifying that, that's the solution. So I'm in a perpetual state of reassessment. You're honestly always reassessing. And that's the weekly rhythms. That's the, the monthly rhythms, the quarterly rhythms, even the daily rhythms where you're able to reassess as a CEO. You're always keeping your finger on a level of the pulse. And that's one of the responsibilities you have. So now that you've got to assess, plan, prepare, execute, reassess, and reassess as often as you need. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this is a big part of making that shift from the owner operator to the CEO. Like, so you can almost get away with the luxury of the stress and the anxiety that comes from lacking clarity here, right? Like, because you're internalizing it and it's like, it's okay. It's part of being an entrepreneur. It's part of owning your own business. These are the stories that we tell ourselves as, as owner operators. The problem is, is that um, you don't get to carry that into being a CEO, right? So that's the reality of it because that stress and that anxiety is contagious. And when you put it, 
when you when you show up to try to lead a team like that, there's going to be that's going to be a 10x amplifier. If you show up with lack of clarity and you show up with that stress and anxiety, your team is going to take that and they're just going to amplify that whole thing. And you're going to undermine all of your productivity and frankly, your journey, right? So it's not just about the destination. It's about the journey and experiencing this awesome thing called running a business, especially when you're in the business of saving lives. And when business is good, everybody wins, right? So we want to make sure that we do show up with that clarity so that Clarity is also contagious. And when, you, when you're able to bring show up as the leader that has that clarity, now it becomes preparation. And as the CEO, what does preparation mean? Largely delegation, okay? So preparation means we've shown up with the team. We're like, okay, so here's where we're headed. This is, these, are, these are the high points as we go over there. What do you guys think of that? Here is the plan. I'm showing up as a leader with the casting the vision, saying here's what's important now. Here's what's going to be important next as the CEO give me your feedback. This is, this is where we're headed. Uh, how are you going to participate? How are you going to contribute? Right? So now we start recruiting the other smart, talented, and willing people on our teams to actually do the lift. Right? So this is where the CEO's job becomes recruiting the appropriate individual, making sure that they have total clarity over what success looks like, realizing exactly what their role is in achieving those goals, completing those projects, reaching those projections, And now you are helping them get focused by using tools like the scorecard with the KPIs, benchmarks, goals, and activities that they're to focus on. Now we see what we've done is we've gone from this really high level, what's my theme for the year, to where does my vision for what what we're going to accomplish this year. Based on that, what's important now? What's important next? We've recruited everybody into in our preparation process, and now we actually are looking at a person in front of us who's fully equipped, has total clarity, and they know exactly what they can do to contribute. All right, guys, super important conversation. Man, we could go for three hours on this one. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, it's 2020, and the years the the whistle's blown, the clock is running, and you are in the game. Uh, and you know what? Even so much more than a game, guys. Um, we're in the business of saving lives. And when business is good, everybody wins. And you've heard us say before, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.